Welcome back to the Prep Talk. I'm your host, Rachel Finn. And in this episode, we're talking about international travel. We're interrupting our list of the top 10 tips on how to rock at networking with this quick episode on one of my favorite subjects, travel. The remaining five networking tips will be released next Wednesday. So recently, my man and I um, got back from a tour through Thailand with Affordable Asia, and it was so wonderful and so amazing that we simply had to talk about travel this week. I think traveling is incredibly important and wish more people did it because, well, I have a couple of quotes to read to you regarding the benefits of travel. The world is is a book, and those who do not travel read only the first page. St. Augustine. The use of traveling is to regulate the imagination with reality, and instead of thinking how things may be, see them as they are. Samuel Johnson, a famous British essayist from the 1700s. And my favorite quote, travel and change of place imparts new vigor to the mind. Roman philosopher Seneca. Travel is great because it puts life into perspective and makes you appreciate what you have. Sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in the drama and occasionally it's nice to just throw out no more drama, a little like Mary J. Blige and exit stage left. Back in January of 2015, so earlier this year, my husband Connor and I found, like I said, a trip to Thailand on Groupon Getaways, and it included flights and hotels, a few excursions, and breakfast every day. It was almost the same price for the flight alone, so we grabbed it in a heartbeat. Although we didn't take the trip until the following December, it was kind of nice to have something to look forward to at the end of the year. Um, We were with a group of 25 people from all over the States for about 12 days, and it was amazing. We had the best tour guide, and we went on an elephant trek through the jungle, a bamboo rafting trip on this incredibly beautiful river near the Burmese border that was so clean we could jump off and just float next to the raft. It was beautiful and amazing and I loved it. We even went to James Bond Island and a floating Muslim village that is built on stilts. So no dry land can be found there. Highly recommend it. Again, we were totally inspired by our trip to Thailand that we decided to make this entire episode all about travel. So we'll touch on everything from how to prepare for your trip, what to talk about with your random travel partners, and of course, how to get over the notorious jet lag. There are so many interesting places in the world. And really, how do you even decide on where to go next? I personally love to watch movies for inspiration. You know, have you ever watched a film and thought, dang, (laughs) that place was amazing. I wonder where it was filmed. So you sit through all of the credits just to find out. Some films where the scenery steals the movie are The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio, which was filmed at PP Island in Thailand. PP meaning beautiful in Thai, just FYI. Um, The Constant Gardener and Lake Turkana in Kenya. Of course, Lord of the Rings trilogy and the varied backdrop of New Zealand. 
or again, my favorite, the painted veil with Naomi Watts and Edward Norton, which made the Hunan province in China a destination on my list. Also, I love that movie. It's wonderful. It speaks to the romantic in me. You can also check out magazines for ideas as well. So Afar and Travel and Leisure are great for this. They tend to highlight expensive hotels and spa treatments, but the photos are always solid. You can also sign up for emails from Groupon Getaways or Travel Zoo to keep an eye on travel steals. With both of those websites, though, it's helpful to have a stash of money in the savings account so you can just jump on something if you find it. Of course, you can always put it on your credit card, but I don't know. A padded savings account might be safer in the long run. So once you've found a destination, you can forge it solo, which is typically the way we travel, or you can hook up with a tour group. So for Thailand, we, we don't speak the language, and there was no way we could have learned Thai in the time leading up to our trip. Plus, it's a totally different alphabet to boot, so a tour group made ultimate sense to us. Also, work has been so busy and overwhelming that really we just wanted to throw up our feet and let someone else take the reins. It's totally dependent upon what you're looking for in your vacation, a DIY adventure, or relaxation. So, you know, listen to yourself. Now, if you do take the tour route and you've Googled tour groups and found one, don't forget to read the reviews. Find out what other people who've already been on that trip what they think of the guides, the accommodations, you know, so on and so forth. You're stuck with these folks for a while, so they might as well be organized, fun, and top of their game so that everything goes smoothly. Regardless of if you're kicking your heels back and letting someone else tour you around, research that destination. It'd stink to find out there was this amazing experience nearby that you didn't know existed until you got home and you missed that boat. We met this freshly married couple in Thailand who would bail on the trip and just take off on their own every day. They told us about finding a driver on Craigslist who drove them from Bangkok to this elephant reserve about three hours away. The reserve, called Elephant's World, is where old, disabled, rescued, or abused elephants are sent, and as a visitor or volunteer, you can go and work with the elephants for a day. And this couple said that they went and made these sticky rice balls for the elephants who were too old and had lost all their teeth. So these soft and huge rice balls were all that the elephants could stomach. Some of these elephants were born as early as 1936. Can you imagine 1936? The couple, they also said they took the elephants down to the river to bathe them, and the whole thing sounded spectacular, and since my man and I did absolutely no research for this trip, we had no clue that existed. A quick online search of, say, Google Images or top 10 things to do at your destination, it's helpful. Plus, there's nothing like a few beautiful photos taken at an upcoming vacation destination for me to get super excited about all of the possibilities. Books are good too. Um, the Lonely Planet or Rough Guides are good for updated information and possibilities. 
Although one of my favorites is the Eyewitness Travel Series. Um, that's the one with all the glossy photos where there are more pictures than there is text. It's like an adult's picture book. It's fabulous. Basically, you'll want to take a cursory glance at what's available. The must-sees, the off-the-beaten-paths, what to avoid, especially if you jump off the tour for a day. Of course, just make sure that you know how to hook up with that tour the next day. You don't want to get lost somewhere or left behind. Now, a rather unsexy part of international travel, particularly if you're heading to a rural or tropical area, are vaccinations. Unsexy but safe. Of course, check with your doctor if you have one what special vaccinations are necessary for the country that you're heading to. Or Google your local community health center and schedule an appointment there. I mean, it would totally suck to head to this magical trip, say to the British Virgin Islands, get bitten by a mosquito, and end up with dengue fever. Totally happened to a family friend of ours, and it was a bit hairy for her for a while. Vaccinations, again, unsexy but safe. When it comes to packing for your trip, I am of the opinion that most people overpack for vacations. Of course, everyone is different, and what your requirements for comfort and what you're willing to put up with are very different for each person, so trust your gut. However, for us, Connor and I, will put up with wearing the same shirt twice in a row as long as it doesn't stink. We also tend to stick with a neutral color palette for vacations. We'll pack blacks, navies, and grays so that everything matches and doesn't show dirt. Should you inevitably spill something on yourself. My husband and I were so proud to have packed enough clothing for two people for 10 days into one carry-on suitcase. <laughs> I mean, we did, however, have to buy an, ad an additional bag to accommodate our souvenir purchases, but I digress. Anyhow, for a seven-day trip, you can absolutely get by with, say, one jacket or cardigan, one scarf, five tops, one dress for the ladies, two bottoms, and two pairs of shoes. One being slightly more dressy and one being your workhorse shoes. The most comfy pair of sneakers you have for all that walking you'll be doing. I just found that when I would go on vacations in the past, I would usually wear the same pair of pants for like three days in a row and didn't need everything that I packed, but still had to lug it all over this foreign country. Now, if you're heading to the beach, you'll definitely need less because, let's face it, you'll mainly be in a bathing suit all day. For the plane, you'll definitely want to pack up book, headphones, and I like to load my phone up with books on tape from Audible, which you can find on audible.com. For our Thailand trip, we had Ready Player One by Ernest Cline, Kitchen Confidential from Anthony Bourdain, and The Martian by Andy Weir. All three of them were very good and helped pass that plane ride, that 12-hour plane ride, so much more smoothly. After our eyes got tired from all the TV on that 12-hour flight, it was nice to just close our eyes and listen to a book for a minute. Also, after a long-haul flight, I always stumble off that plane feeling completely unfresh, which is why I left to stash an extra pair of underwear and a toothbrush in my carry-on. 
clean skivvies and fresh breath is the minimal that makes one feel like a new person. The last essential I like to bring on the plane ride with me is what Kanara and I like to call Nillos. They are neck pillows. Those are the donut looking pillows that everyone and their mother wears at the airport. They can be hanging off backpacks or purses or just chilling around necks while people walk to their departure gates. Nillos have got to be one of the dorkiest things ever. Also, the fact that we call them Nillos, that's probably also really dorky. But man, after our trip to Thailand, I'm a complete convert. Best ever. They make sleeping on that plane so much more comfortable. All right, so you're ready to go. You've got your destination. You've done your research. You've got extra underwear stashed in your carry-on and your Nillo. So for the trip itself, sometimes on plane rides, unfortunately, you get sat next to someone who really, really wants to talk and talk and, and talk. So it's fun to chat with people on the plane, um, I think. But the rub is knowing how to get them to stop when you're ready for some quiet time. On the way over to Thailand, I totally got stuck with one such person and could not seem to gracefully piece out of the one-sided conversation. So once my man and I deplaned, we came up with a few ideas. Number one, headphones. That's a surefire way to visually signal to someone that, hey, I'm done. You can just pop those suckers in, even if nothing is actually playing, just as a way to quiet them down and read your book. Now, you could obviously also listen to music while you relax or read your book. Whatever works. Number two, watch TV or film. A no-brainer here. Now, Connor likes to use method three, which is to answer any of their questions in monosyllables or a non-committal hmm, hmm until they get the hint and leave him alone. Obviously, this one might take a little time before it's successful. <laughs> I mean, if you've got time for that, then run with it. Or the final method we came up with is number four. Just be direct with them. Say something like, it was really nice chatting with you, but I'm just going to read or watch this movie now. And in scene. Now, when you get to your destination, whether you are solo or with a group, the whole trip is so much more enjoyable if you do talk to people you meet or your travel companions. It's a totally different ballgame with this one. You're not trapped next to them for hours on end, which makes talking to them much more fun, in my opinion. This is probably one of the easiest situations in which to talk to people because if you just remember to keep it topical, you're all set. At least you're set through the small talk. If you start asking questions relating to the trip, the country you're in, what folks are up to, really, that's the golden trilogy right there. More specifically, some of the best starter questions are, number one, where are you all from? To which you can reply, oh, you know, something along the lines of, oh, I have an aunt who lives there, or I've traveled there one time and we did this. It was great. Or I was totally unprepared for how much it snowed in March while I was there. In all honesty, no one really cares about who you know who lives there or if you visited, but that is neither here nor there. 
What you're doing here is creating a dialogue. Asking where someone is from is the easiest way, I promise. Additionally, this is beginning small talk 101. So by asking slightly mundane questions and responding with innocuous bits of information like this, you're creating a tone, a melody, a murmur that is important not because of the content, but because of the good feelings and familiarity that you're building. That's why people chit-chat, and if you remember that it's totally not important exactly what you say, then it takes a bit of pressure off. Okay, number two, get back to the questions. Um, you can say, ask things like, how did you find out about this tour? Or what made you guys decide to come here? Number three, have you ever been to this part of the world before? Um, did you guys sign up for XYZ tour tomorrow? Uh, what are you guys all up to tonight? Or did you go on XYZ tour yesterday? How was it? Again, keep that mess topical at the beginning, and then it'll all unfold from there, and you'll leave with some new friends. Just remember the old saying, keep political affiliations, religion, or overt displays of wealth out of a conversation. There's no need to alienate anybody. Be positive, lighthearted, open-minded. You're on vacation. Now, coming back, jet lag is the enemy the key here is to get on board with the time zone of your destination. So if your flight leaves in the evening and will arrive at like 7 a.m. the next morning, this one's easy. Try to sleep on that plane. Alternately, if the flight leaves in the morning and arrives in the evening, try to stay awake for the duration. This will make it so much easier to adjust to the new time zone and avoid jet lag. I always feel that coming home is harder. Since you're no longer on this vacation high and excited enough to operate on little to no sleep. We got back from Thailand this past Saturday, and here we are, four days later, and I'm still dying of jet lag. This is me on lots of coffee, by the way. I've had several, several cups. Although, to be honest, I still checked out Groupon getaways, you know, just to look, and found this killer deal for 12 days in Bali. Flight, hotels, breakfast included, for like... $1,500, and even though I haven't yet gotten back into the swing of things back home, I was totally tempted to head right back out again to Bali. Uh, luckily, I'm married to a wonderful and much more pragmatic man who suggested that we'll have another opportunity to go back to the South Pacific once our bank account bounces back. Anyhow, so that does it for our International Travel 101 edition, just the basics in this episode. Um, but one last thing that we'll leave you with is a quote from the Dalai Lama. Once a year, go someplace you've never been before. Ah, so simple, so fabulous. Don't forget to subscribe to The Prep Talk on iTunes, and you can find all the quotes and links we mentioned in this episode on our website, www.thepreptalk.com, under the tab marked Articles. We'll be back next week with our remaining five tips to rock at your next networking event. Take care. Mm -hmm.